0: Hey guys, welcome to our Sports Podcast. I'm Spencer, and on my left, as always, is Colby. And I'd uh, like to announce, first off, the new name of our pad- podcast, the SOB Report.
1: We are playing around with names a little bit, so if you've got any bright ideas out there, go ahead and shoot us an email. Throw it up on the, on the website, something or other. And uh, I just wanted to throw out a quick disclaimer on this blog- podcast, because we have not yet mentioned this, really. I don't think we haven't mentioned this enough. We're not sitting here trying to be a couple experts saying we know it all. We're just guys shooting the shit, love sports, obviously keep up with it as much as we can, just trying to share ideas. So our topics for today, we're going to be going on, uh, we're going to be discussing some of the prospects that have announced, and a couple that we're expecting to announce. Uh, would you say that?
0: Yeah, um, we'll be talking about the guys that pretty much entered since... They've been knocked out of the tournament.
1: Yeah, that is, like hey, I the love the tournament. tournament just as much as the next guy, but honestly, drafts are my shit. This is my, ty- this is my time of year. I love hearing these guys announce. Yeah,
0: and, um, I mean, after last night's loss, I think uh, Zach Levine and Kyle Anderson both pretty abruptly entered the NBA draft.
1: Seemed to waste no time.
0: And so, uh, I mean, we both, I think, kind of on the same same bandwagon. We like Zach Levine, we see a lot of potential, but... Not ready. He scored five points last game, that was about as many as he had in the three games combined. Just, Before that, he's struggling.
1: Just not ready. I, I just looked up his stats last night, actually, Spence, and... He ended the year shooting 38% from three, which obviously is not bad, by any means. And he has a great-looking stroke and everything. He but, start off that's everybody. my point right there you, how do you go from 50% oh, fifty to something 52% how do yeah, you go, about, drop all the way down yeah, how do you, and that's when his stock was at an all time high and the Russell Westbrook comparisons started pouring in which are untrue but that's another topic in it's own hmm. um, but to drop that low I mean it's got to raise some question marks for some of GM's looking at him I know he, he seems to be a fan favorite as, as of now more than anything
0: I saw today Chris Mannix was talking about how Zach Levine is like the prototypical player of why NBA teams want the two-year rule in college because they think he needs one more year. Yeah, still coming out after one, and they don't think he's ready yet.
1: I would wholeheartedly agree. And just to touch on that for a second, I don't see what the big deal would be to switch that to two years. They just switched it to two years because they're talking about three.
0: Well, did you see the thing that uh, Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe, I know, have talked about in Multiple times, where uh, if you stay two years, you know if you come out after freshman year, you sign a five-year rookie contract. Okay. Saying if you stay through your sophomore year. Oh yeah. year rookie contract, so you come free. I did hear about that. So the kind of more entice players to stay. You know,
1: I just don't really think it needs to be that complicated. I think after a solid year in college, after you. Kind of know where you're at, but then you also have a bunch of people in your ear saying that you're ready, you're ready, you're ready. You need to leave right now, which may or may not have happened to Zach Levine. I don't know him personally, but after that second year of college, you really know where you stand. I feel like I've heard Adam Silver. Like
0: a lot of
1: players, take oh, Oh, I was just gonna say I heard Adam Silver mention a three-year thing, and I don't understand that. That would just raise all hell because. That's just too long for absolutely. for basketball sense.
0: Yeah, well, and, I mean, you think about it. A lot of these players who are coming out after one year that aren't really ready. Half of them do it for financial reasons. Like, yep. their family is extremely poor, and like to make a you know, million dollars in yeah. three years makes way more sense than staying in college.
1: And absolutely no knock on that whatsoever. No, that not which at it,
0: all. Just saying it's much more common, which makes it so much more. Yeah. Easy. The agents aren't down with it. They lose money.
1: Oh, absolutely. They got a bunch of greedy guys in their ears who are feeding them information that may or may not be true bottom line and but what i was going to say my overall theory of this should be make the guy if you choose to go to college you have to stay for two years because of the reasons i just said but allow people to come out of high school and they don't have to go to the d league the team can decide if they go to the d league that they get drafted to you know and in a couple years the first couple years you're obviously going to have those guys who think oh well I can make the jump Mm -hmm. but those guys will get weeded out after the first few years yeah and I think it'd be overall successful in the long run
0: yeah I could see them doing something more like when they you know Adam Silver talking about the three year rule making that implicating that and then making you can jump from high school too but if you go to college you're meant like
1: but then they require you to go to the D League I'm pretty sure
0: no I'm just saying they would change
1: I, mean, I would hope so. But who knows? Well, uh, you you got the prospect list. All
0: right, well, let's see. Next, we can talk about uh, Tyler Ennis. Ennis, yeah. He came out after their loss to Dayton. I don't – he
1: – I'm
0: yeah. struggling to remember his stats in that game, but obviously it's not a, predi- or a predictor of the season. But, you know, I think he's kind of falling. He, yeah. he just
1: shot poorly. He shot poorly.
0: His shot kind of fell off, I think, the past, what, last five games of the year?
1: And I think we we touched on this last podcast. You know, on on the surface, his ceiling may not seem that high. I think he's got a pretty bright future ahead of him. But his his ceiling may not seem that high to some teams. But then there's going to be other teams who just want a steady point guard. And that's all they're going to draft him to be. They're not drafting him to be the X factor and to be the all-star. I think – he could blossom into that, but you don't draft him with those expectations right away. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, we didn't touch on Kyle. We mentioned Zach, but we didn't touch uh-huh. on Kyle. Kyle you know, Kyle, obviously, we touched on him also last podcast. He's risen. He's been probably the biggest yeah, riser in the NBA draft. Had him ranked fifth. fifth. Yeah, and they and they were hating on him all year. They had him in the fifteen to twenty range, literally all year, pretty much up up until the Pac-12 tournament. And the funny thing is, he's been doing it all year long. He's had yeah. the same stats all year. I
0: think uh, it's going to come down to just the team liking him enough. You know, there's yeah, so absolutely. There's a couple teams probably in like the six through twelve range who are like really going to want him. Yeah. And so they'll you know. Or
1: maybe a good team will trade up for him.
0: Yeah.
1: I know we've talked about the. Uh, I mean, the Pacers don't have a pick this year. No, if they pulled something out of their ass and traded up for in that time. I'm just thinking of systems here. You know, them, the Bulls, um, the Spurs, obviously, but they don't. They're not going to trade up for a draft okay. pick. They, I mean, they did that uncharacteristically I think, with Kawhi, but I think the only, that was,
0: time, only likely scenario of trading for picks is the teams who have multiple.
1: Yeah, well, I'm rounders saying, rounders. unless they were willing to give up future first rounders you know but those type you know it's just kind of a, but he's certainly a team system type of player you can't just throw him in on the bobcats and say he's going to save he's a savior or and i've been seeing a lot of stuff about the lakers drafting him yeah, it's it's certainly sa- interesting it certainly sounds nice and i, don't, I don't think he would do well with kobe though i was going to say that but and i don't I, we both, we've talked about this in the past we both agree i don't think there's a chance in hell that the Lakers pass on uh, Dante Exum. Yeah, I think it, he's a likely Laker. If he's available, they will take him. But, if they
0: top outside top.
1: But my wild card theory here is, um, because of all these Magic Johnson comparisons that keep swirling around, and yeah. Jim Buss just continually wants to prove that he's his dad, the late Dr. Buss, mm-hmm. if he's like, oh, I'm going to get the next Magic Johnson, I'll revive the Lakers... Exactly. Exactly. I I could see him taking a shot in the dark, and to be honest, especially if they.
0: I don't like or the guy. Or especially if they got like six. it mm-hmm.
1: It'd be hard for me to. It would be if Exum's off the board, though. It's really hard for me to see a, a situation where they don't take Exum. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it, he's just exactly what they want. They he has the highest potential upside of anyone in the draft. He's a six foot six. You know, he's a he's a mystery man right now, but. If you could mold him into a six-foot-six point guard, that's what the that's what the mystery is so appealing right yeah. now. Because you can mold him into whatever you want right now.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I mean, maybe maybe it, obviously it's not a close comparison, but kind of like the uh, what's the word? For? Like the way Johnny Manziel was looked at in the NFL as a prospect, like
1: mm, interesting, you know, big interesting,
0: kind of like Kyle Anderson. I mean, obviously not the same to the same degree or anything, but just
1: very yeah, interesting, by
0: minimal comparison for the nba kyle
1: anderson i like that and um uh what do we got here next we got uh no Noah, no Noah, he was the Noah Vone. yeah he was the first one to declare i believe well the quentin ross was technically the first but he was yeah. on on a he was yeah. he was unofficial because <laughs> he didn't say it himself
0: um you know i'm pretty uh, personally a pretty big fan of Noah. you've been high on him all year yeah.
1: He's been dropping double doubles like nobody's business, though. And
0: the few games I did watch of Indiana's this year, I probably caught maybe three or four solid. Like I watched more than ten minutes. I uh, he definitely was a dominated on the offensive end.
1: And see, it's funny because the only real the whole Indiana game that I've watched this year. Oh God, I don't want to get this wrong, but I believe it was against Yukon earlier. Very early in the year, and this is his worst game of the year. So you've been high on him all year, and I've only had seen that one sample size. I'm not, I'm not judging him off that game because he was in foul trouble. There's certain factors into it, but it's just interesting how I, I happen to catch the worst one of the year.
0: No, I, uh, I mean, I definitely think that he's not like polished or anything, but I just like. He, but people say he might freshman. be. As a freshman, I like where he's at, and I think. He-
1: I've heard a couple uh, player comparison wise. The one I've liked the most is uh, Antonio McDice. Really? Yeah.
0: I feel like he's a little more athletic than Antonio. Hey, Antonio
1: McDice came in as a freaking beast.
0: Yeah, that's true. I know, him but he didn't have much of a jump. When
1: you and me were growing up, Antonio McDice was cut down in his prime already. He's still getting those checks though. I I not those checks for years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if he did, that's a remarkable achievement. Um, uh, kind of shifting gears to the Quentin real quick, yeah, that's since what we, since we mentioned him.
0: Not that he's a lottery dick by any means,
1: but that doesn't mean he's
0: name that did get thrown out there.
1: And it doesn't mean just because he's yeah, a lottery he's a player, so you know he's a, people get so stuck on this lottery thing. Just because you're not a lottery player doesn't mean you're not going to be a an impactful NBA player. Look at the whole Spurs lineup. Yeah. Well, outside of Tim Duncan. Well,
0: they're all late first
1: rounders. Exactly. Yeah. And LaQuinton Ross is, you know, you could say this about any prospect, that their future's in their own hands. But those lottery prospects have a lot more investment in them. So the coaches will be on them. They'll get every opportunity that they can get to succeed. I think. LaQuentin Ross's future is truly in his own hands because I've seen games where he has taken off, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you that's
0: know. all I've seen of him is games, he's taken off.
1: But at the beginning of the year, before Ohio State went on that losing streak in conference play, he was killing it scoring-wise. He can get to the basket, he can, sh- he can do anything you want offensively.
0: Yeah, he's got the capability. I just don't know how often he attempts or... That's 100% into the game. It's that mindset. Yeah,
1: it's am- It's amazing how people don't... I think too many people don't realize how much the difference between a good and great player is just simply the mindset. I mean, there's only three, There's only give or take 300 or so guys in the NBA. You can't tell me they all can't play aside from some seven of the seven-footers that are just drafted for height. Yeah. <laughs> but... There's
0: but, uh,
1: about six in the NBA. Right? <laughs> who legitimately cannot play. The Sonics... Back in the day, I think, drafted all six of them.
0: Let's not talk about that. Oh, moving on. Alright, okay. <laughs> um, right, well, Joel Embiid has declared for the draft.
1: He did? Yeah. Today?
0: No, he's at, like, he's been, he's like going to the draft.
1: Embiid? Yeah. I, I, I just saw something that uh, Bill Self said there's been no official annou- announcement. Really? Yeah. I, I swear to God.
0: I was gonna get into a broader topic, regardless.
1: Go ahead. I, well, I didn't mean to cut you off there. My bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but go assuming, ahead.
0: But on the whole main point, assuming MB Jabari, and Andrew Wiggins are all entering the draft. Yep. Which I assume, my personal opinion is Jabari's the like the one that has the only chance of not. Yeah, I I, I, cl- I think they're all just waiting for the tournament to end and I,
1: they'll announce. I've, I was going to say, I find it interesting that Wiggins wasn't one of the first to announce because from day one, he was figured to be the one, one and done player. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? I think, like, he just wants the spotlight, so he's waiting. He wants
1: to get some hype around him.
0: Everyone knows he's leaving. He's just waiting to announce that he uh, talked about yeah. it for a couple days.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's very, that's very. He doesn't seem like that type of person, though, which is interesting. So,
0: he's for marketing purposes. Very true,
1: very true. Jabari? or
0: whoever signed probably told him to, probably when he's going to do
1: it. Probably, oh, a little press conference action, uh, huh? Yeah, okay, okay. Announce the su contract. Announce the NBA announcement. Yeah. All right, I feel you on that. Um, of course. Very interesting. I mean, Jabari, for those of you who didn't catch what Jabari said after the, when Andy Katt, uh interviewed him right, right after that Mercer game, he said, aside from this game, how do you feel about the overall season? And Jabari, obviously, you know, that's a wrong time to ask that question. He's gonna give you, he's gonna give you what he's feeling at the moment. He's only freaking eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah. But he said incomplete, which is exactly what Marcus Smart said last year. I don't think.
0: That's why I give that. I feel like there's some possibility of him staying, although I say it's like fifteen percent. Where Embiid and Wiggins, I think, are gone.
1: 100%. Yeah, but. And the interesting thing with Jabari is I can't see him staying either, but, and he's way more NBA ready right now than Marcus Smart was last year. And I'm a huge Marcus Smart fan, just so you guys know. Oh yeah, I completely agree. So I just, yeah, it just does not seem fathomable to me that he would stay. It just doesn't. But switching back to Embiid real quick, we were just uh, having this conversation earlier today. If, you know, I saw the other, I saw the other report, but you saw the. Where did you see the report that he declared?
0: I've seen it on like four things.
1: Like just Twitter or on like official websites.
0: Uh, tweets and stuff.
1: All right. Well, oh, that's to be determined for me. <laughs> but if those of you out there have seen it too, then you're on Spencer's side. But we, I think we both agree that um, from our previous conversation that if he does declare, we he will. That's dude. I'm just saying. I saw self, but regardless, he. I'm throwing out a wild card that he's not a he's not a for sure top three draft pick.
0: See, maybe if he was like six ten.
1: Seven. Hey,
0: seven footer has been playing for four years. and Dominated college basketball and healthy this
1: year. I, I I love him just as the next guy, but hey, he certainly did not dominate all year. He was no, not all year. He had he had his off games. He certainly he, got hurt. he certainly had his games. He
0: was secretly hurt, I think, for a decent part of that last well, half of the season. That's another
1: thing to my point. NBA GMs are going to be diving right into that. They're going to be asking self, hey, how long was this guy really hurt before you guys shut him down?
0: Yeah, that's and obviously they're leading on. It's just the uh, so, so, so the, the longevity. longevity. Th- I agree for that because it's obviously more serious than they're telling anyone.
1: Yeah, and the point I made to you earlier was Nerlens Noel last year, he was the first pick, you know, quote-unquote first pick, all the way up until the night of the draft.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Everyone was shocked when he went. Bill Simmons classic. Whoa. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with Anthony Bennett. Uh, don't 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 get fired, Bill. We love you, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I I could see Embiid dropping just because of the longevity fa- longevity factor.
0: Yeah, like recent events like Greg Oden and like Bynum, you just see their knees for these seven footers. They don't last. They, they don't long. last. They just it's don't. Too big. Especially They're you know, playing and them I. Too hard. They've been playing too long. I and
1: I just thought of this. Wolf interesting with Embiid. He hasn't been playing that long. Only fast He yeah, only picked true. up a basketball. I think like three you years ago. Yeah, but that's that goes both ways because you're like, oh well, this guy's so good. He's you know, he could he could be the next Hakeem Olajuwon, which is what a lot of people threw out.
0: Yeah, well, that's just getting reckless. But yeah, I, <laughs> it I know, is. I know, I know what
1: you're saying. I know what you're saying. But um, yeah, it. I have come to realize. I just thought of this recently. The way the NBA game is played now, with so much up and down, up and down. These centers just they have a lifespan these days. Yeah,
0: they don't.
1: Something's going to happen, whether it's their back, whether it's their knees, whether it's their ankle. You have to use them right. I think we need. I think yeah, real quick.
0: Definitely. I mean, look at they got rid of the center position in the All Star voting. Like the center position is becoming extinct. Is that true? Yeah, that's why Dwight Howard wasn't a starter this year.
1: Well, not so a fan of him. I have no problem no, 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 with that, sorry, but I that's there ridiculous. Was no
0: starter in the Eastern Conference.
1: They played LeBron. LeBron, yeah. LA. Well, they're just trying to take advantage but and yeah, take position. advantage of LeBron there. Well, that's that's very interesting. Okay. Well, the next prospect we got um, on here is uh, well, we talked about TJ Warren in the last podcast. I mean, he reminds me of Wilson Chandler.
0: Yeah, we talked about him a decent amount. I got a couple questions for you. Shoot. So preseason, how are you drafting? Before the college season started, how are you drafting Wiggins, Embiid, and Parker?
1: Before watching any of them?
0: Before the college basketball season started, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, before just strictly off high school stuff. I legitimately thought Jabari was the most complete player and the safest pick. I still think he is. I think you would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Embiid... I knew nothing about. He was a late riser. I was a non-believer in NBA at the beginning because he was a late riser, and those guys tend to go either way. I mean, just a case in point, you see Avery Bradley. He was a late riser a few years back in high school, and he's nothing more than, I mean, he's a great defender, but he's nothing more than that. He's not an all-star in the NBA, but he was the number one player coming out of high school. And then in Wiggins' case, super athletic. You know, He's I freakish, you you take talent too, potential. You, absolutely you you take him as one of the guys that you can mold into whatever you want.
0: Yeah, you saw his forty point game this year. Yep,
1: and you know what? I was probably higher on Wiggins before college. The college season started because I remember a specific moment where uh, a Sports Illustrated writer, I believe it was, was a. Uh, uh, ragging on Wiggins. You know, he threw out some pretty outlandish remarks uh dating back to he said Wiggins is just another athlete coming out of this AU pool. Mm-hmm. He even made a low extremely low blow comment about how his dad got um got uh got what's the word I'm looking for banned from the league for uh, oh, yeah. cocaine use. Not he said me. he's just a cocaine mm-hmm. user's son, you know, stuff like that. And that same day I believe w- Wiggins dropped 54 points in the high school team he played against. That's great. So I saw that. That showed me he had a killer instinct. That killer instinct we've only seen a handful of times this year. Yeah, so only a of that in So, it depends on the team, obviously. But before the season started, I, along with everyone else, I'm not speaking like I'm the only one in the world who thought this, but I had Jabari and Wiggins at my one and two. Embiid was nowhere near my top five. I could def okay. I could definitely tell you that. So Probably nowhere near top ten to be honest.
0: So now at this point in the season, yeah. Not regardless of who's picking, just overall, like skill wise. Yeah. One through five, what's your mock draft? Whew.
1: That's something right there. You're putting me <laughs> on you're putting me on, no, putting me on, on the, the spot. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, one through five. On the spot one through like, five
0: off, off your head, you know.
1: I would be... Hey, <laughs> don't call me out right now, man. I'm just trying to get no, a little pool of like, names. I'm not... I'm, don't no, really, no. It's yeah. like...
0: It's nothing official or anything.
1: All right. Well, I would probably still take Wiggins number one because he has a higher ceiling than Jabari. Uh, I would take Jabari number two. I would take... I'm a big smart fan, so I'd probably take him three.
0: Okay.
1: I would take him... at you know exum i would take exum ahead of him uh exum next most likely and then i would probably take he hasn't declared yet but it would be julius randall probably it'd High be five. yeah it'd be julius randall i think he you know as far as just stepping in mm-hmm. stepping in being having that all he needs to do is learn how to shoot a 15 footer and go to his right hand which is obviously easier said than done yeah he struggles. But when basketball is your job, and if you want to make it your job, which I think Julius Randle's just as serious as the guys we just mentioned about being that good in the NBA, that that's you. You've always said uh, Julius Randle's a Zeebo, and no, not- I
0: haven't. I just that's what people. I don't say that. I just say that's what the well, most likely or most popular comparison. Oh okay. Is
1: okay, see to okay. Okay. And it's funny. I bring that up because when I first watched Julius Randall, the first player I thought of was a young Chris Weber.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously Weber's got the amazing passing skills, but I mean,
0: Randall's not a bad passer. I mean, he's
1: leading the team in the tournament and assists. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, he's not a bad passer. So yeah, that's the first player I thought of when I first saw Randall this year. It was Chris Weber. So I would probably take him in that order. I'll shoot it right back to you. What are your thoughts?
0: Um... Yeah, I will definitely take Wiggins, number one. I just, I don't think, I don't know, I haven't seen enough from Jabari to think he would be, surpass Wiggins in the chance to bring you a championship. To
1: me, it's the defensive side of the ball that separates them a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think the same with you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um and I mean, we're, we're looking at this from a perspective of like, if you're the GM and that guy you had the second pick because Wiggins went one, you know, so who would you take next? Yeah,
1: and we're talking not team needs. We're talking like, just if think of GM it, think of it, just the straight
0: overall pick, and those first the guys you take one, two, three. Exactly,
1: and think yeah. of it just straight expansion team status. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not taking into account who the other players are around them.
0: Um, number two, huh? I would probably. Probably take Jabari, just I think it makes the most sense, especially because he's probably the most NBA-ready out of everyone. Yep. Three, I would uh, definitely take Embiid. I don't think he's going to go past that. I'd be shocked if he doesn't go t- or last past three unless we hear some more about his back that comes out.
1: Okay. Um, I'll come out there in the combine.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying, if like there's I'm a just serious, saying. R- serious concern, then I think he'd probably drop four to five, six. Okay. Kind of like Noel.
1: Covering your ass a little bit there, but go ahead.
0: Well I'm just saying But right now That's who I would take Number three Four I would uh, I'd probably take Marcus Smart Four I think And then XM five And I would Think long and hard About taking XM number four Even maybe number three Ahead of Smart right Yeah Yeah. I'm even ahead of Embiid Especially now Interesting Like I don't know From what I read I just hear Mass potential From XM
1: Yeah Like if you
0: Could get a jump shot for his size, he would be...
1: Honestly, for me, not to cut you off, but for me for me personally, what people evaluate... No one knows how good he's going to be right now. He's been playing against high schoolers in Australia. Yeah, you know, which doesn't say a lot. I'm not trying to knock against Australia here, but their high school talent is not up to par of what the talent is here.
0: But he did shine when he played in the international.
1: He did, and you know who he was going against in those games? Uh-uh. The Harrison twins. <laughs> yeah. You know that now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think specifically Andrew Harrison. Yep. Some major concerns for that guy.
0: Speaking of which, I think uh that game, we should check the score of that game right now. The game just started? It probably started like 20 minutes ago. Oh, Jesus. Um Got just you. focus on the podcast here. SOB Report Coney Hot.
1: 21-20 Michigan. Um yeah, Michigan. 10-4 to 4, UConn over Iowa State. Wow, that was my lock pick yesterday, yeah, too. Jesus, let's dude, go, dude, Iowa that's State.
0: A home game for UConn,
1: man. That was a good point you made. That made me a little wary, but I wasn't going to waver on got it.
0: got them in our Sweet 16 bracket, UConn.
1: Yep. Shabazz he Navy here, surprise, surprise. Two for two from the field, two for two from three.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, big, he's big time.
1: He is. He wow. really is. What is he, only 6-1, though? What what are, what are we at time wise here?
0: chilling. Oh, good um, stuff. I mean, we would probably get to the games here in a minute, but
1: we we touched on the games a little bit here and there yeah, last podcast.
0: This podcast will be coming to you not live. It'll be coming to you after these games have ended. Today, okay. Here on Thursday.
1: So shifting gears, just I you know I don't want to waste our time talking about prospects that aren't going to be the top. Fix too much, you know, guys that we don't know that are going out. Yeah. But we do know for a fact Aaron Gordon is coming out. if for those of you who disagree, dis- disagree or agree, blah, 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 he needs another year in the, in the NCAA. We don't argue that either. Obviously, he does. He's the worst shooter in, in the NCAA. Yeah, he's bad. But if you check his numbers, and we don't run a single play through, we don't run a single play for him, and he's still dropping numbers. The guy's motor is undeniable. But he's gone. And we got some
0: inside information source coming from
1: a little inside information we have an unnamed source. It is credible. So don't say it. don't think we're just pulling this out of our ass here. But apparently about a month ago, Ronde said uh, Ronde Hillis Jefferson that is said that if we make it to we, Arizona, make it to the sweet sixteen, then he's out of here. And that honestly was kind of like a stab in the heart a little bit.
0: And that was before he's even, you know, he's only blown up these past two weeks. Only a, that was before the I tournament. Arizona basketball that he's, just
1: how good he how is. Good he is. How but he he be he's still be. not... He be. Yeah, exactly. I, that's a great point, because I was just going to say he's still not ready. He's on that Zach Levine status. One more year for both of them, and they could potentially dominate college last year, or next year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we heard this from an unnamed source about a month ago before the before don't,
0: don't expect don't expect any shocks don't be shocked if you hear that uh, and remember
1: that comments. you remember that you heard it here first on the SOB report
0: all right well uh, I think we're going to go catch the games here
1: yeah i mean i'll
0: we'll probably come to you guys with another podcast after going into the lead eight maybe before we get started our drinking festivities for the Arizona game trying to get <laughs>
1: on to the Absolutely everyone bear down bear out there Arizona. We're gonna to try to be keeping these podcasts coming pretty daily for you guys. Uh, uh, just the everyday uh, news.
0: Anytime you wanna email us daily sports fix two thousand fourteen at gmail Just we'll talk about anything if you wanna talk, so and
1: you got a Twitter. I am not into that game okay, yet, you, but let's shout that out.
0: You can uh, hit me up on Twitter, outcold nine eight nine. That's a classic. God,
1: that's a classic.
0: But uh and,
1: and for those of you who are wondering what sob means we're not telling you <laughs> if you can figure it out on your own congratulations if not good luck but we are taking we're taking advice for uh any name suggestions
0: yeah feel free email us all right have a good one
1: take it easy guys